두둥 넷플릭스 두둥 Genki Deska. I watched um, Love Letter, mm-hmm. Japanese movie. I haven't seen it since I was in high school. And I remember when I watched it in high school, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Nice little, like, I guess romance movie, kind of, but not really. But then I watched it this week as an adult, and I was like, oh, oh I'm crying in the club right now. Oh, oh Genki Deska. That's what she yells at the mountain where her yeah, well, you know, fiance dies. Her husband or her fiance died on the mountain, and she's trying to talk to her. Uh, mountains killed my fiance. Pretty powerful stuff. You can't talk to a mountain. I know that for a fact. Mountains don't give a fuck. They just be out yeah, there. Yeah, go tell it to a mountain. That's why that's a famous mm-hmm. saying. Because you can't. Because they don't listen and they don't talk back. You can't tell nothing to mountains. They're assholes. Go tell it. They're the real Kanye West. Can't <laughs> tell them nothing. That is good. Tell it on the mountain. Shut up. Oh, Genki Deska. What's up? How's it going, listeners? Welcome to the podcast. It's an exciting brand new episode. Got some big news. Um, Patrick Wolf watch. A f- big Patrick Wolf update. I saw him going down a slide. Oh, no, he's on the playground at lunch. <laughs> uh, no, he released a new song. He's got an EP coming out. That's it. Pretty hey, what's cool. What's Patrick Wolf watch? Patrick Wolf Watch Over. First new song in like 11 years or some shit like that. Yeah, a long time. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Wonder what he's been up to. Wonder what he's Home been down up slides. <clears throat> That's cool, though. New Patrick Wolf song. That's some good shit. Uh, it's all right. It sounds like Patrick Wolf. No problem. Uh, apparently, SZA was on Saturday Night Live and she did like a skit about um, needing big boys for the winter. It was a couple uh, weeks ago, but yeah. Yeah, two. I don't know why it just started popping off this week or something, but two separate people sent it to me, and I was like, "What?" Um, I, you know, honestly, Kyle, I know you well enough never to really send you a Saturday Night Live clip. Yeah, it's like I'm also like, um, like the ideal, idealized version of a big boy. Like Jason Momoa is a big boy technically. You know what I mean? Is he? Yeah, he's a he big fella. Seem, he doesn't seem that big. He seems like you know he's. I mean, he's he's tall and you know mm. muscular, but like I wouldn't call him a big fella. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, the the song's also it's about like big bears, which is not what I look like either. That's what I mean. Yeah, they're talking about big fat big fat guys in that song. Yeah. So big I was fat, like, warm fat guys, bigger than Keenan. So when it got sent to me, I was like, mm, I don't know about that. I'm like, I'm I'm insulted by this for a couple reasons. Nah, it's just because trying to flirt. Just trying to flirt on me, huh? Which is weird, though, because it's like... Because it was all older men. It's like, well, did you leave your baby daddy? Is he your son going to be my son now? <laughs> Let him know. Tell him his son's my son now. And then also, for the other person that said it to be, are you not a lesbian anymore? <laughs> What's going on here? No, she was, she was just like the lesbian in the song. She just wants a... a you saw the whole skit, right? Because there's a lesbian yeah. in the song. He's like, I just want a, I just want a, a warm guy to keep me warm. Yeah. Give me well, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I only watched. Yeah, it now now he feels stupid. <laughs> I only kind of watched it, and then I I sent um sort of a b- obligatory LOL. <laughs> <laughs> you just sent the wow. uh, what is it the the poop lamp back to them? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, cool. This, um, this is more imagery. Shitting in lamps, ma'am. Yeah, if um SZA is looking for a big boy though, um. I'm available whenever, SZA. Just let me know when you're available. We can hang out. I'd be happy to hang out with you whenever you're available. Like I said, I'm available all the time. Um, just let me know uh, when you want to hang out when you're available. Thank you, SZA. SZA's got a fat ass. It'll keep you warm for the winter. Hell yeah. Nothing better than a big booty. Use it as pillows. <laughs> you're up to it. Hear the sounds of the ocean. 
Something like that. Something like that. Rat is hat tat. Uh, shit, content sewer. We're here. We're out here. We're watching Netflix original films. We're content. Um, we're looking for the gems. Are there going to be any good ones? I don't know. We've been watching oh. some good ones. More Speaking of, uh, of content sewer, content sewer update. Uh, have you mm. seen any or read any of the interviews from the dude that did the Marilyn Manson or Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Monroe movie? Um, the director? Yeah. Andrew Dominic? Nah. Because we were talking like, like, well, maybe his intention was kind of to be provocative. Uh, then his, his, some of the end users are like, I, I honestly thought I'd be a critical success. I'm like, well, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Not the genius I thought you were, are we, Andrew Dominic? I mean, he's just some Australian guy. Yeah. What do you know? What do the Australians know, huh? Just kangaroos uh, and spiders. Yeah, he's friends with Nate Cave, though, so that means he must be a pretty cool guy. Yeah, Content Sewer, I'm the host, uh, and also the slickest Hollywood producer to ever be in the game, Mickey Gooch. That's me, I'm Mickey Gooch. Oh, the Gooch man. Mickey Gooch. And, the uh, Gooch wants, the Gooch gets. Co-host here, Sean. I guess you're also Gooch, too, since we're brothers, so you're Sean Gooch. <laughs> no, man, you're killing me. I want a cooler name than Sean Gooch. You, you got to be Mickey Gooch. I just want to be Gooch Gooch. Yeah, but also James Gunn, Sean Gunn, Mickey Gooch. Sean Gooch. <laughs> Makes Damn sense it. to me. Constantly do uh, motion capture work for you, I know, huh? No, he's, uh, he gets to be himself in the more in the second one, right? Craglin? That's yeah. Sean Gunn. He's, he's out there showing his face. Uh, yeah, the content steward, though, uh, we do watch Netflix original films, um, and we, we critique, critique them and rank them and review them and tell you if your taste sucks or not. If Does Netflix produce any good movies? I don't know, technically, but it's kind of like the case like with the movie we watched this week, Pinocchio, which Netflix didn't really have very much to do with aside from paying money to have it on Netflix and put their logo on it. So occasionally they do that, and the movies are pretty good. A lot of times, they're not very good, though. People said, who cares about Pinocchio? We've seen it a million times. In fact, in the year 2022, I think this is like the third Pinocchio movie. This Just this year? Or the last year or two? Because Disney did like a CGI one. Disney live action one from like, what, a year ago, I think? Yeah, and then there's like a Zemeckis one that came out this year. Oh, fucking Zemeckis. And then there's this Guillermo del Toro one. So you have tons of people. Everyone on Earth was like... How do you know what a time it is? A Pinocchio. What kind of? What can you even do with Pinocchio at this point? I don't know. I'll for, we said he might be doing something, you know, like a fascist, anti-fascist message mm. with this one. I didn't see it, but no, uh, I, I don't maybe, know. Maybe it's there if you really look, maybe yeah. It's probably just some subtext is all. But Guillermo del Toro is here to answer the question: like, why would you even do another Pinocchio? And it's because Guillermo del Toro does what he wants. It's a pretty good movie. I like it, but um, I'm still I'm in the camp of like, uh, yeah, that's Pinocchio, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Pinocchio doesn't really do anything for me these days. It's like uh, the original Disney anime movie is fine. I don't, uh, you I know, don't. Um, what do we tell? You don't remember it? That's one no, of the I'm movies that really. actually sticks with me as a kid. No, so like, uh, there's like a ongoing motif in cursive songs for a few years where they, there are lots of references to Pinocchio shit. No, I didn't catch it. That's um my my most stark <laughs> relationship Pinocchio. with Pinocchio. Yeah, going to Donkey Island and shit. So like, I don't remember too many details about Pinocchio. Um, is the theme generally that uh, the beauty of life is you know to have lived and had a joyous life and enjoy other people and then die like the meaning of life is the no no Guillermo's movie it definitely has a much more beautiful message than i think the the, the disney original it's, uh, i mean it's there but you know it's not really what the point of the pinocchio movie, disney movie was i don't oh uh, where so i guess that to me then since that's the message that always resonates very heavily with me because that's kind of how i view life um this is probably the best pinocchio movie ever made then well, I mean, yeah, again, it's made by Guillermo del Toro, but mm. big thing about Guillermo del Toro um, that works really well in for in Pinocchio's favor is uh, Guillermo del Toro understands fairy tales and how they need to be terrifying, right? There needs to be quite a bit of horror element to fairy tales because kids need to be scared when they learn lessons. <laughs> well, that's the only way kids really can learn. They need to introduce some more fear and math uh, maths these days. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that. 
Yeah, in the German tradition, there's going to be some terrifying stuff in your morality tale. Yeah, just go, don't go into the woods. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I learned in German fairy tales. Never trust your parents. Don't go into the woods. Yeah, so uh, there's an extreme tragedy to start this one. Um, Geppetto had a son named Carlo who um, he got bombed in World War One. because the church got blown up. Uh, is that I don't recall that being in the Disney Pinocchio. <laughs> no, they kind of gloss over that one. A little bit more whimsical that Geppetto's just some lonely old man that wants to make a puppet boy, right? Yeah, he's he's after a puppet boy. But I mean, um, a lot of Disney movies, since they are just copying Grimm's fairy tales, do start off with like some extreme tragedy. So, like I said, the connective tissue of fairy tale works. Uh, it works pretty well in this Pinocchio movie because yeah, the movie starts off and it's oh, Geppetto sure loves his son Carlo. Um, his wife, his baby mama, must have died at some point. So there's a little bit of you know, it's a bummer for question, you. But question, yeah. That's a bummer, but you know he's got his 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 devout devotion devoted boy Carlo, and they're just having a happy life together, doing their shit. He's making crucifixes for the church. He's a respected member of the community. Son gets blown up. His life falls apart. He becomes a drunk. Everyone hates him after that. The priest is really mad at him for not finishing the crucifix, so. <laughs> even though the church is just in shambles. Mm-hmm. He said, "Get your ass in here and finish this crucifix." I don't give a shit about your son. You drunk? It's crazy. Geppetto is like one of those guys that um, at 50, they really locked into their look at 50, right? Like they're going to be yeah. old at 50 and they're going to stay looking that way until 70, I guess, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> what the, his, uh, yeah, his, the oatmeal guy and uh... his model doesn't change between World War One and World War Two, which seems to be the time period. His model doesn't with. change from World War One until the point he dies in the movie. Yeah, well, his they do thin out his hair when uh from the carlo time to the pinocchio time so that works that's just because he's drinking yeah which it could happen i guess not to me though that shit'll never happen to me i'll never lose my hair okay that's you're for, gonna have to curse yourself as for loses i'm getting a, i have a cool gnarly gray stripe in the front of my hair now oh yeah that's so cool it is cool i'm gonna look like dr strange does oh no he has doesn't he's got he a gray little gray stripe in the front, doesn't he? Hell yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Or he's thinking Reed Richards with his little yeah. gray on the sides, yeah? No. no. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Man, speaking of old, though, I noticed this at the gym. As I often, I'll, I'll watch people at the gym, you know, because what else are you going to do? Lift weights? Ha. I got to no. lift weights and watch people. Uh, old people use tank controls. Have you noticed that? Like their body is moving in tank controls, like in Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> like forward, back, side to side. They can't. They, they can't. Like, can't angle. Uh, yeah, yeah. They have to like turn on the spot and like they just kind of shuffle left and right and like you know they can't really turn their neck or their back anymore. So they move their whole body to look at something. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. F- future I'm afraid of, of living in. Old people using tank controls. Yeah, I was just watching some old guy at the gym and uh, he absolutely was moving in tank controls, which is strange because like, oh, Leon Kennedy, huh? He looked like he was probably our dad's age or younger, and he's also at the gym, but it's like, man, you fucking can't move, man. What's the deal here? Because our dad still gets around pretty well, you know? It's weird how people age. I'm not getting old, though. Fuck that. Yeah, I refuse. Me, me too. Won't. I'm not going like, to do it. I'm going to be like Geppetto. Old forever? <laughs> old forever. Uh, another hallmark of uh, Guillermo del Toro, we got Ron Perlman. He's in it. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, also, uh, when Geppetto's creating Pinocchio, it's all uh, Frankenstein. Guillermo del Toro loves the Frankenstein movie. The Boris, Boris Karloff one from the 40s. Which is cool, too, because, like I said, horror shit makes shit horrific. It makes it more interesting. Uh, Pinocchio keeps going to meet Death, who's played by Kate Blanchett. Um, the design of Death is really cool. It's like a sphinx with horns, and the horns has eyeballs on it. That's pretty cool, huh? Uh, I didn't notice. I never really said stop paying attention whenever we went to death. I'm like, ah, who cares? Yeah. Um, that's the thing going on here, you know? Yeah, like I said, it's uh, to me it's kind of just like, uh, whatever Pinocchio, but um what makes it stand out is the messaging about like the beauty of life and humanity. And then also, um 
That and was puppetry look, is real fucking cool, isn't it? Everything <laughs> looks fucking cool in this movie. Like all every character design, all the little details in the environments. The the stop motion has advanced quite a bit in like the last twenty five years, right? I don't know do enough about it. I'm sure it's like computer assisted animation now, right? But yeah, it certainly looks a lot different than uh, Wallace and Grummet, the wrong trousers, right? Mm-hmm. Which used to be well, the uh, pinnacle of stop motion. Well, it all had a lot to do with Henry Selleck, right? And uh, Leica Studios. Like, I think he's basically been keeping the doors open for stop motion in the West for the last few years. Henry Selleck, of course, the guy that actually directed Nightmare Before Christmas and they did Coraline and Paranorman and all I'm that shit. I'm pretty sure you mean Tim Burton? I don't know. <laughs> it's the interesting that it's Tim Burton. The internet, I feel like the internet's actually, the pendulum swung the yeah, other way. Yeah, it's swung a little bit now, isn't it? I've noticed that, too. Where people are, like, way too dismissive of Tim Burton's um, input into the movie. Like, yeah, it is tech, It is actually directed by Henry Selleck, but now people are like, oh, Tim Burton was never even on set. He was too busy making Batman Returns, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, nah, he was actually involved in making the movie quite a bit, especially the, since... The one that always bothered me is actually Coraline, because it's, it's like, he wasn't involved in that shit at all. That's Neil Gaiman and, and Tom Selleck. Not Tom Selleck, but... Uh, Henry Selleck, yeah. Henry Selleck. And, and I can't remember when that movie came out, people were like, oh, it's like Nightmare... It's Tom, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. I'm like, oh my god, no. Well, because a lot of the marketing was like... like from the maker of Nightmare for, yeah. for Christmas, who everyone thought was Tim Burton, but it's Henry Selleck, so... Yeah, but this movie, uh, not directed by Henry Selleck or Tim Burton, is Guillermo del Toro, but there's also another fella here who gets directing credit, and that's Mark Gustafson, because, you know, I don't think uh, Guillermo del Toro's directed stop motion before, so you gotta have a guy that knows what he's doing. He's talking about now he wants to do the Mountain of Madness, or Out the Mountain of Madness in stop motion. motion? Yeah. That might be pretty cool. I'm into it. Pinocchio was pretty. Pinocchio doesn't seem like he's ever going to make this that movie any other way. So, Pinocchio was hella cool. Um, like the best things in Pinocchio, death obviously. The whale monster is really good. Like a pilot fish whale Mm. monster. Monkey man, I like the the sinister monkey, especially when he shows up and he's just immediately sinister. Oh, this uh, Mark Gustafson Gustafson uh, directed a few episodes of the PJs. Remember the PJs? I do remember the PJs. Uh, yeah. Eddie Murphy and shit. Yep. He was what, the... is it? what is a super uses superpowers? <laughs> yeah, he's a superintendent for a project. That was a good show, if I recall. I liked it. Only ran one season, though, if I remember right. Yeah, it looks like it didn't really have that one season. Poor Eddie Murphy. He. <laughs> He's always getting let down by Hollywood, huh? Never achieved as much success as he deserved, that Eddie Murphy. It's not like he was a major star. Yeah, his girl just wants to party all the time. Oh, one of the Stranger Things is in it. I didn't realize that. Which Stranger Thing? Finn Wolfhard. He's Candlewick. Well, he's the Nazi boy? Hey, hey. These are Italian fascists. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, the Mussolini youth. Yeah, did they? They uh, also did the salute in fascist Italy. I didn't realize that. Not sure, I don't know. I wasn't alive in fascist Italy, and I don't plan to be. I thought maybe they had their own, like you know, more Italian salute, like uh, you know, the like the the, the three fingers together. Oh, they, oh yeah. Oh, I thought it was gonna be where they do their chest, the fist chest things. No, just you know the gesture that the cliche gesture you think of Italians like uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh you gabba your ghouls. You gabba your ghouls. You come Pinocchio, you come around here, you're gonna get your ghouls gobbled. That's what uh Ron Perlman's character said. Ron Perlman is uh Podesta, which I think might be a, a, a title. But he's like the um fascist liaison for their little village, right? He's like the boss of fascism for where the town. Yeah, he's like in. mayor, fa- mayor, mayor fascism or ambassador to fascism. I don't know what. Yeah. The, how you'd... He's like, he's the like city uh, planner, city manager of fascism. Yeah, he's like hella gay from Mussolini. Well, why wouldn't you be? You know, big, what big. a hunk! It's great when Mussolini shows up, and um, 
He's just a short little nerd. Short sure, little fat guy with a big head. Yeah. I like a puppet. I, like I know like these puppets. I don't like the puppets. Yeah, we were joking when there wasn't. Uh, we said there wasn't anti-fascist shit. It? It's um, it's not subtext. They're not subtle about it at all. Um, oh, I didn't get it. <laughs> Ron Perlman straight up says, uh, "He says what? Pinocchio is a dissident because <laughs> he wants to do. He doesn't want to go to fascist school." And be a fascist super soldier. Yeah, he's a goddamn dissident. He's out here doing his own thing. And then uh, Il Duce comes to the tri- to the the circus, and he just does a song about uh, Mussolini eating poop and stuff, right? <laughs> Farting and shit. That's a pretty good one. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, obviously, Mussolini has no sense of humor because that that was that was a good little routine. It took a while for Pinocchio to grow on me in this movie. I like thought Pinocchio was pretty annoying until like oh, yeah. he was a real while. he was a real ass up until yeah. uh, he defends the monkey. Yeah, well, I, yeah, up until he defends the monkey in the the Il Duce uh, scene, and I was like, all right, Pinocchio, you're all right, you are a real boy. But up until then, he was just kind of I don't know. It's like yeah, don't listen to the fascists, but like listen to your dad. Maybe go to school. Yeah, yeah, but probably better than hanging out with fascists. You know, some people might say that your parents are the first fascists you meet in your life, trying to get you to go to bed and eat dinner and shit. <laughs> Fascism. I mean, I, depending on your parents, I can see that. But, you know, just getting you to go to bed and eat your dinner and shit, that's that's not fascism. You know, someone's got to someone's gotta take care of you, you dummies. <laughs> no, that, emancipate the children. <laughs> Let them run wild. <laughs> I mean, it worked out for Macaulay Culkin, right? Yeah, he he fuck, he even defeated uh, two communists. <laughs> the what bandits? Yeah, they're communists because communists are criminals. I don't think that's right. Stalin was. <laughs> well, yeah, <Was> Stalin <laughs> a communist though. I don't I know. Feel like he's just like you know what? This is my t- ticket to being boss of everybody. <laughs> he might have believed in a little bit at one point, right? Yeah, but- like Kristen Cinema. Yeah, but then, but then he was like, "Yo, let me get a little bit of the power, huh? A little bit of power over here." Like the cinema. I, I guess. Oh <laughs> no, she's uh, I, she's like fucking d- doing whatever. Just get some some scraps from a lobbyist, I assume. Yo, right? Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Yeah. Pay attention to me. I don't think she's got that much power. Oh, you McGregor's great as uh, oh, yeah. Jimmy Cricket, Sebastian, Sebastian J. Cricket. Yeah, I like. I do. That was, he was the. He might be the best performance in the movie. Yeah, I like that. Um, they keep teasing that he's gonna sing a song, but it keeps getting interrupted by uh, you know, just the events. Yeah, but you get to hear it at the end. It's mm-hmm. there. Yeah, because everyone, the you know, the audience is just fucking. When's Ewan gonna sing? We want to hear Ewan because of Moulin Rouge. That Scottish drawl. He doesn't. Um, I guess his accent has changed a little bit over time, anyways. But he doesn't really have like the uh, his uh, Scottish accent in this movie. Or I guess he, I has, like, he could the, put it on if he really wanted to. You know, there's like the he has like a, the posh kind of neutral Scottish accent. I guess he's doing a thing. Yeah, I like him though. Uh, the cricket in this movie is cool. His character design is great. He's got a little mustache, and I like that he's a uh, he fancies himself a bit of like a traveling writer. Like <laughs> I don't know, like uh, you know, some of the great writers, great in air. You're Mark Twain's uh... Kerouac, um, George Orwell. Uh, you know, he's a raconteur. He's out there trying to find adventures to write about Hemingway. Hemingway without the air quotes great writer i love hemingway i don't care how basic it is how basic white boy shit it is hemingway is great fuck you i didn't realize we were we were trying to be ironic i like hemingway i like mark twain too oh yeah mark twain is good yeah yeah but you know the huckberry finn that book they use n word in it yeah i know kind of the kind of the point but all right well no Mm -mm. (laughs) no (laughs) I'm censoring you from the left. How does that feel? It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I mean, it feels okay, to be honest. I don't really yeah. care. <laughs> you know, you yeah, have it's... No one's actually getting censored by a lot from the left. It's just people being annoying. <laughs> On the internet? Yeah. yeah. I'm puritanical, but, you know, from I'm going to use uh, the language of social oppression I learned on Tumblr about why uh, kissing in movies is bad. <laughs> 
Whatever. I don't have an axe to grind. You go be annoying on the internet, losers. I'll keep watching horny movies. I mean, that's the thing is because, like, go ahead and be annoying on the internet and think whatever you want because guess what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's still, I can still see titties. <laughs> oh, man. Reddit showed me elephant titties for the first time today, and I, you know what? Didn't realize that they look like that. I never really thought about that before. I'm going to investigate really quick. Then we'll, we'll get back to Pinocchio in a second, but, uh, Hold on, elephant titties. Teats, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because elephant titties is, you know, a little bit too aggressive. Yeah, you know, it feels like you might might get some results you don't want. Did the picture you see, like, were they, like, super engorged or something? Yeah, yeah, hold on. I'm sorry. This looks like pretty standard issue um, mammary glands for mammals to me. I'll, I'll send you the picture. Okay. Oh, my God. You know, what's interesting about um, elephants' teeth is they just have uh, the one set, huh? For some reason, I was thinking they were going to have multiple ones like other... Um, well, they know. only have one or two kids at most, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like dogs where they're popping out nine kids at one time. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Elephant milk color. Probably just white, right? All right, know, check, check, of pink. check Discord. Their milk is kind of pink. That's fun. <clears throat> All right, let's take a look here. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's just... Oh, it no, just looks like a pair of human tits on an elephant. But yeah. great, you know. Well, yeah, again, not really what I was expecting. I don't know. If to me, it is kind of what I was expecting. It's like, yeah, they're just kind of... You know, I'm just used to... It's like placed in like the part... They look... Human, elephants look too much like apes. There's like uh, some like... Not like biological relationship that would cause elephants to be considered apes or part of the, like primates but there is like some uh like loose like you know what i mean they, like they don't have yeah, a post- I do remember hearing reading about have. that or here seeing in a documentary at one point about the classifications for uh, at yeah, one like, point scientists did want to kind of put elephants in the ape classification yeah because they don't have opposable thumbs but like their trunk can be used very similarly um, the social structures they live in, uh, just a whole bunch of different shit where it's like, maybe not biologically, they're not apes, but a lot of the, 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 the more like, bio- what social- you're saying is that our, uh, our understanding of animals and what it is to be human and sentient may be, uh, it's just the, one of the, ma- as we go through time, one of the major problems of humanity, um, is it's that- trying to separate itself from, uh, the animal kingdom. Well, that, but also, do we just have this, like, uh, impenetrable need to classify everything, right? Like, everything needs to be categorized. Yeah, well, everything has to be a puzzle for us. Yeah, which is maybe not the best way to experience the world, but, I mean, it's not evil or anything. I'm not, you know, it just seems to be, like, a natural inclination that we have as um, primates. You know, it's part of some ape brain shit. But it's kind of boring. We can't just experience life like Pinocchio does. Yeah, because a little wooden boy. That's right, because he's uh, the you know he was born anti-fascist. He's he's the embodiment of anti-fascism. He's um he's living his politics. He doesn't even realize it. He doesn't even have to intellectualize it. He's like a perfect being, like a Jesus figure of some kind. He just does what he wants. This is how I used to be. I mean, when I used to be known as a devil bear, this is how I used to live my life. Yeah, <laughs> when you were eight. Yep, not anymore though. I was defeated by the fascism that is American public schools and such. He's really just that one first grade teacher. Oh, yeah. Speaking of fascism though, um, new Armored Core game. You excited? Armored Core. Oh, wait, there's a new Armored Core game? Um, not till like next year or something. They just revealed it the other day. Fuck you. They made I'm not going to get myself a Christmas present. They um made all that fucking Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Elden Ring money, and they're like, all right, time to bring back Armored Core. I really do love Armored Core. Although I haven't really played it since, what, PlayStation 2? Well, that's the thing is um the guy, the director man for Ar- the Ar- good Armored Core games is the guy that went on to make Dark Souls and that other shit. So they just, they, they had like the B team making Armored Core for a while. So um I don't know, maybe it'll be good. You know, you never know. It's PlayStation Five, baby. Is it? It's, play- yeah, PlayStation it's more than Five. Four, less than six. Mm-hmm. Also, Death Stranding too. Apparently, I don't know. Oh, you're gonna strand more deaths? I, I still need to play Death Stranding one. I don't know if it needs a sequel, but I mean, I'll play every Kojima game, so it's fine. No complaints from me, I guess. I'll play Death Stranding too. That's fine. 
Uh, do you, just like Pinocchio, kind of. Guillermo del Toro is definitely. Um, I have the same sort of uh, relationship with Guillermo del Toro that I do Hideo Kojima, where it's um, you know, they're not all home runs, right? But uh, I'll watch them. I'll watch them all, and I'll like them, and I'll defend them. You know what I mean? Someone be like. Like Shape of Water is a movie that I don't, I don't think it's spectacular. I don't care that much about personally, right? But I think it's a good movie. It's a good Yom Del Toro movie. People on the internet being like, when they're like, "Oh, here's some Oscar movies I shouldn't have won," and they'll put like Shape of Water on there. Like, I'll be like, "Fuck you, bitch!" <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't remember who. Was, what was Shape of Water nominated against? Uh, uh I don't think. In my opinion, it's 2017, right? Yeah, so if I recall, it wasn't like anything. There wasn't anything else that should have won, in my opinion. I don't think because uh, La La Land um, definitely won twenty seventeen, right? The movie came out in twenty seventeen, but I think it like qualified for twenty eighteen. Okay. Oh yeah, that's not shit. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't know. It depends on your your opinions. Of Get out on three billboards, I guess. Uh, uh, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Montana. Or Ebbing, Missouri, excuse me. Get out. The Post. Call Me By Your Name. Oh, that was a good one, too. And Lady Bird. Post. The Post is about the Steven Spielberg. Uh, was it Tom Hanks? Or was it someone else? I can't always get those. Um, hey, we're doing a movie about news. Confused. Yeah, I mean, that one's kind of a weak. I can see Shape of Water winning that one. So Best Picture is The Shape of Water. Uh, I think Three Billboards is not a very good movie. Um, I like Martin McDonough, but um, it's not in Bruges or anything. So. <laughs> uh, the Post, yeah, oh, that's one of them. The Post is like one of the boring Spielbergs. Like more, like you know, Spielberg make like kind of procedurally type movies once in a while. Yeah, that's yeah, like one of those. Uh, Phantom Thread is a really good movie. Uh, Lady Bird is. I liked Lady Bird when I saw it, but I've never wanted. Is that to about uh, Lyndon Lyndon B. Johnson's uh, wife? No, it's the um, Greta Gerwig movie with Saoirse Ronan. Oh, that reminds me. I uh, we I finally did that thing where uh, we've been talking about for a year. Where I read uh, Little Women, and then I watched the Greta Gerwig movie, and then the the uh, the older '90s one. Did we talk about mm. this? I don't know. I don't think so. I like the Greta Gerwig one. Yeah, I mean, she changed the ending from the book, um, but it's more in keeping, if I remember correctly, for what uh, uh, what's her face wants the the original writer. Why can't I remember anybody's name now? I think uh, in the early onset Alzheimer's happening to me. Oh no, just like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, oh, yeah, I am. I don't have the money for gene testing though, so I'm just guessing. Well, you could do twenty three and me, and then uh, the police uh, will have you. The police will <laughs> we'll have find out Which one of our family members is a fucking axe murderer? Huh? Oh, well, we already know some of them are criminals. Yeah, but like that was a long time ago. <laughs> it's well documented. There's a book about them. A couple books. I, I'm sure. I'm sure we have living relatives that are criminals. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, I guess I like Phantom Thread a lot, but I th- yeah, The Shape of Water makes sense. It was that's a pretty good year for Best Picture nominees, to be honest. But uh, really? I don't. Th- I mean, I like Get Out. Uh, I thought Three Billboards was okay. I don't know if I, think I actually saw Phantom Thread. Dunkirk was just okay. Phantom Thread's on Netflix right now, listeners. You can watch it today. It has a couple Christmas scenes in it, so technically it's a Christmas movie. Oh, I knew it. Check it out. Uh, I Dunkirk is uh, like really visually interesting, but um, like a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, there's like no um soul. There's like no soul, <laughs> which is weird for a war movie. You know, it's like completely soulless, but very, very technically, very, very well made technically. How much time travel is in it? Not a lot, but there is a time motif to fuck all throughout the soundtrack. God damn you. Uh, Call Me By Your Name is a cute little horny movie, so that's fine. Yeah, Shape of Water is even more hornier and better because it's a fish man instead of Timothy Chalamet. So. Except for the new Luca mm-hmm. Guadagnino movie with Timothy Chalamet. It looks pretty cool. I still have to watch it. The cannibal one, cannibal romance. Have you seen the uh, the new Martin McDonough movie yet? Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah. No, it doesn't uh, leak on the internet until tomorrow, I think, <laughs> <laughs> or Tuesday. It'll be on uh, video on demand on some service on the thirteenth. 
which means uh, maybe tomorrow night I'll be able to watch it when it leaks on the internet. Thanks for heads up. Yep. Also, Fablemans will be on the internet um, around the same time, and uh, the movie I was just talking about, Bones and All. They're all supposed to release on video on demand on the 13th. So tomorrow they might be available on your favorite torrent sites. And this is why we'll never be listed in the Apple podcast store. Why not? They put plenty of criminals in there. <laughs> yeah, but not criminals that could actually hurt their bottom line. Oh. Pinocchio, huh? It's pretty good. Like I said, I was like, uh, what could you really do with Pinocchio? But Guillermo del Toro does it again. Like I said, it's not Pan's Labyrinth, right? I mean, pff, what is Pan's Labyrinth? Oh, these days, nothing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe but, that new um, Avatar movie they got coming out. Kids are excited about that one. Are they? Nope. I, you oh. know, I haven't heard anybody talk about it. Have you? Yeah. I mean, a bunch of people on the internet are like way too... They're like overly performative, like, oh, James Cameron's back. He's what, blah, blah, because he's James Cameron. Right? I feel like being astroturfed. But it's like, I don't care about Avatar that much. James Cameron is an interesting guy and a good director, and I like that he just talks so much shit. But um, I'm like not interested in Avatar. Yeah, you know? I just don't think we're the audience for it. Or maybe yeah. it's going to do poorly. We'll see. I don't know. It, like, the, a lot of people that are like, internet film bros and film fans you know people that like kind of in like the same interests as me sort of are all like hyping it up and it's getting good reviews and stuff but it's like i just like it's just it's, uh, you don't know it's it seems i don't get it i just don't get it like i do like i, I like james cameron movies I like true lies mm-hmm. you know you like your terminators i even kind of like abyss yeah i, I don't i mean i don't james- get it. <laughs> I think my James Cameron's never made a bad movie. The original Avatar is not a good movie. Like it's like a visually interesting movie. It does a lot of fun technical stuff, but it's just not. It's not a good movie. It's just like not the story is like not on the same level. It's not the story is not groundbreaking at all. I mean, we were just watching Titanic on the on tv with the kids and, and my wife before we started this podcast mm. and it's such a more interesting story than uh, avatar i don't care what yeah. james cameron says yeah that's i don't yeah i just like i'm not super interested in avatar i'm not one of those people that are like oh it's so terrible and it's just pocahontas and blah 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 but it's like i know because it's fern goalie <laughs> idiots it's not very it's just like not very interesting to me <laughs> i don't care about the blue aliens unfortunately and i also don't care about Using high speed frame rate and making it look good and blah, all this other technical shit. I just want people to shoot on film. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I don't want digital film looking to get better. I don't like it. <laughs> I realize it's like way I easier to work with. Kodak way too much money. Yeah, I realize it's way easier to work with. It's theoretically could be more democratic how films are made and blah, blah, blah. But I don't care. I just don't you know I mean? care. That's fine. I guess my, my thing is like digital is fine if you like you're a, a filmmaker just starting out and you're trying to get your, your indie project off the ground. But if you're a big studio yeah. and you want to make a pretty movie, you, you know, maybe shoot on film. Well, the thing is, if you're um, an interesting independent filmmaker and you got to work with what you got to work with, um, you can end up making a movie that looks much better than blockbusters with an iphone that's right i'm talking about tangerine again all shot all completely on an iphone looks better than any marvel movie you've ever seen check it out i don't know if it's on netflix where you can find it though yeah i mean it's it's out there you can watch it i guarantee it uh pinocchio though i imagine probably shot digitally uh it's uh, netflix so i believe they require everything to be shot digitally <laughs> um, but you can make digital look good. Um, blonde, uh, limbo. Yeah, as we just shoot it in black and white, like it's your Kevin Smith and Clark's. Yeah, if you, it does seem to be that if you stick to black and white, since the uh, the exposure and everything is going to be different, you don't have to worry about changing the color temperature and all this other shit that people don't seem to worry about with digital, anyways. It just looks better, just black and white. That shit, Pinocchio, black and white. Pinocchio didn't need it though. It's different for animation i guess um when it comes to something like this where there is like so much fine detail and craft put into uh, all the models and stuff like yeah as much definition as possible i want to look at that shit i want to see all the nails and pinocchio's back and stuff you know (laughs) but that's because i'm like interested in the um craftsmanship of the models and stuff 
When I was watching this movie, I was like, damn, I should have got into miniature. Not too late. And stuff. This is what I should be doing in my life. I want to make little Pinocchio guys and stuff. <laughs> Just reach out to Guillermo. He's, he's gearing up for the mountains at the Mountains of Madness now. Hell yeah. <laughs> he well, make the mountain. Inside the whale in Pinocchio is so cool. How they designed uh, oh, it. I like the, the the ocean scenes with um, the whale and, you know, the ship captain and <laughs> the sea mines. Yeah, the the one the captain is just oh, sees whale yeah. and he like salutes him and just falls over the side. That's just funny. Not a lot of big jokes in this movie, to be honest, but the, the ones that are in there, I don't know, they, they work for me. Like uh, <laughs> El Dudu, El Dudu being a Dudu man. That's some that's some good stuff. That's the type of humor I can get into is doo stuff. <laughs> I really I laughed out loud when uh you know, Pinocchio wakes up from like his second death and he's in the youth uh like bus and he's like, Oh hey candlestick. Yeah. <laughs> oh actually <laughs> Yeah, when he um the second time he dies and they immediately cut to um the afterlife and he just pops out of the his coffin and goes oh, up the to rats the rats are all like oh. And he's like, hey, guys, he's like, I cannot die. For some reason, that was really funny to me. Yeah, that rules. Pinocchio is great. Thank you, Guillermo del Toro. I didn't think I cared about Pinocchio, but uh, this is a pretty cool movie. (laughs) And like, had it not been stop motion and crafted so well and designed so well and the music so interesting and Frankenstein references, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I probably wouldn't care because who cares about Pinocchio? But um, Germo can do it, and he did have <coughs> fun anti-fascist shit and a very Germo del Toro message that you know you only have one life. It's gonna be sad. It's gonna be hard, but it's gonna be worth it. It's great to be alive. Kira Knightley, when she's in the green dress in Atonement, it was a life worth living. You think sitcoms are gonna make a comeback? I don't know. Are they? Oh no! I was thinking about. Well, here's um, the thing: like a good sitcom is is real, always really fun, right? So yeah, I think there's always gonna be a chance that something will pop off, but I don't know if you'll ever see like the dearth of sitcom or like, or like not dearth, but the the prevalence of sitcoms you saw in like the mid '90s. I was watching Seinfeld <clears throat> while I was sick, just like marathon and Seinfeld. Oh, I watched Andor while I was sick. Oh, that's like the exact opposite of something I would want to watch. Yeah. I just feel like other people have to be burnt out on, like, prestige television where we're telling the most important story of all time. So just, it's better than movies, but it's eight eight hours long and nothing really happens episode to episode. It's prestige TV. That's prestigious. Um, Yeah, fucking bring back sitcoms. That's where it's at. That's all TV. Nothing happens in 22 minutes, but you get a good chuckle out of it, huh? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, spending some time with your friends, having some laughs. Exactly. That's that's all TV should be. That's enough TV. I was thinking if I was going to make a sitcom. Remember, um, like River City Ransom and Double Dragon and yes. Crash and the Boys. You know, like they all took place in River City, which was just like some low stakes, nonstop like up, yeah. crime place. You know, like everyone's in a gang and they're always getting in fights and. Maybe there's drug dealers and stuff, but like the stakes are really low. No one's getting murdered. It's like oh fun. shit, this sounds like an idea I had for a sitcom because it was it was basically a, like uh, the opposite of like those police procedural sitcoms, except mm. it was all about like gang members and criminals and shit. Yeah, that's what this would be. I was all like, right, we gotta get together and write this. We're gonna we're we're gonna be the next Chuck Lorre. Yeah, like if you were gonna do like a River City TV show, you'd think, oh, prestige, hour long. Even if you're gonna make it kind of cheesy, you do the route of like fucking the Karate Kid TV show, where it's you know still prestige TV miniseries, character, overarching storyline, blah blah. No, fuck that shit. There's barely even gonna be any fighting in my River City sitcom. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I feel like every time there's about to be a fight, we should just cut to a commercial. Yeah, because it's like, or the episode ends. Yeah, that's not that's not what it's about. I like the, I think River City Ransom was like high school, right? It was like two high school thugs protecting their turf against other high school thugs, like you know, a very Japanese like kind of concept. Like, uh, but like, but you can't. High school sucks, though. I don't want to make a show about high school kids. So <laughs> do something else. <clears throat> but yeah, just like maybe you could have some fighting in it, but you know, nothing, nothing too serious. It's mostly just jokes and like. Will they, won't they, with uh, whoever, <laughs> you know? 
the, the shit people want. <laughs> That's the I, I'm telling you, the people are thirsting for this shit because like yeah, Seinfeld's been having a little bit of a renaissance, I think lately. A lot of has to do with oh, yeah, Seinfeld and, and Friends have both kind of uh, popped off. Yeah, what the they, kids say with the Zoomers, right? Like Zoomers yeah, are in the Seinfeld dumb right kids. Now. Yeah, but Seinfeld rules. And that's what I mean. Kids are thirsting for it. They need a new Seinfeld, a show about nothing. Our show will be set, take place in like a River City type uh, environment, right? But it's still not really about anything. <laughs> this is how I'm going to get rich, and then I'll get to meet SZA. Because they'll call me in and Saturday Night Live. He's a pillow. Saturday Night Live will call me in as a guest writer to write on a SZA episode, and SZA will be like... Oh, who who's that girl? And it'll be who's me, Mickey Gooch, Gooch and man. Be like, damn, that's Mickey Gooch. You don't know the Gooch in town. And she's like, damn, look, look at those at shoulders. Cause a constant fever, one hundred and five. Look at those shoulders. She'll no, she'll just see how big my back is. I'm like, wow, that's the widest back I've ever seen. Um, unlike most versions of Pinocchio, I just realized that uh, Pino Pine is in Pinocchio's name because he's made from a pine tree. I just put that together. Did you ever think about that? Oh, no, Pinocchio. I did not. Pinocchio. Uh, they normally take place in 1800s Italy. Guillermo del Toro decided to set this version in 1930s Italy under Weird. the rule of Benito Mussolini and the National Fascist Party. This is the third time the Del Toro set a film during a real-life political conflict after the Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth, which took place during and after the Spanish Civil War, respectively. Uh, Spanish Civil War is also defeating fascism. fascism. Interesting. I wonder what Guillermo Del Toro's interest in those time periods are. I think he's just, you know what I mean? He's like, Hitler has got a lot of ideas. So does Mussolini. Not all of them are bad. And Franco. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Don't forget Franco. Oh, Franco. Remember when um, the uh, Generalissimo or whatever he is in Pan's Labyrinth beats that guy's face in with the wine bottle? <laughs> what a uh, happy little fairy tale that movie was. Oh, man. What a heroic guy that fascist was. Man, there's a lot of IMDb trivia about um, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. You think good? What gun does Pinocchio use when he's a fascist? <laughs> At the beginning of the film, Geppetto's Jesus Christ uh, sculpture is missing its left arm. When opposed, Pinocchio comes back to life at the end, he's missing a left arm as well. Holy oh, shit. It's a Christ-like figure. Pinocchio is Jesus, I knew it. The original anti-fascist, Jesus. <laughs> Romans, the original fascist. Kinda. <laughs> During some periods, right? Yeah, you know, it's just really, it's hard to nail it down if they're the original ones, but they're, they're, they're up, they're up there. They're among the first. They, they definitely have the most remaining documents about it. Oh, I mean, eh, China has some remaining documents that oh, we probably won't ever get a hold of, but <clears throat> yeah, we have a lot, we have a lot of documentation about the Romans being real dicks. Similar to the original Disney movie, the terrible dogfish has adaptational villainy and fiercely tired tries to swallow the heroes again when they escape. And Pinocchio commits a heroic sacrifice to save Geppetto from drowning, but gets brought back to life as a reward for his selfless act. Um, okay. Alright. The entire land of toys plot is removed from this version of the story, with the coachman character instead being reimagined as the Podesta, a fascist government official who wants to turn Pinocchio and other boys into soldiers for the regime. As a result, Candlewick and the other boys are never transformed into donkeys, but are instead left to an uncertain doom as the military training military training camp is bombed. Huh, that's pretty dark. <laughs> that's how you like your fairy tales, Kyle. Yep. And especially if you're going to have fascists in a movie and it takes place in fascist Italy, it should be nothing about it but them losing. You know what I mean? To show how terrible it is to live in a society like that. <laughs> Poor Candlewick. His goddamn fascist father sacrificed him for nothing. And Mussolini dressed as a woman and tried to escape the country. He wasn't even brave enough to face consequences. What a bitch. Fascists are all bitch. bitch why, would you, why, why would you ever want to face consequences? No one wants to reap what they sow. That shit's badass. What, reaping what you sow? Only if you no. sow cool shit. I mean, yeah, going down with your ship. That's badass. Like, if you know what? Fucking, if they, they'll never take me alive or whatever. I mean, they will. And then they'll, they'll get, they'll assassinate me or whatever. And I'll be like, fuck you, bitches. 
How dare you? You'll be like William Wallace. You'll be hung, drawn, and quartered. Yeah, exactly. I want to. I want to be like William Wallace. Uh, four stars. Good, clean, fun. Pretty much. Four stars. All rise for the anti-fascist Pinocchio. Hell yeah, he's just like Jesus. Just like I said, he's born anti-fascist. He gets it. He understands. He said trans rights. I saw him. <laughs> well, don't say it on Twitter. Oh, no. They, there's no free speech on Twitter. You can't say trans rights. They'll get mad. Some they'll, Elon Musk will get mad at you. <laughs> well, his ex, ex is dating a trans woman, so. Well, yeah, all, it seems as though one of his children, his daughter, is also trans. And she talks some shit about him, or he talk he kind of talks shit about her or something. I don't know. Everything about that man is he's he's a little bit like uh, Mussolini as depicted in Pinocchio, don't you think? Uh, like short and fat and <laughs> kind of a dick. I like those puppets. I don't like those puppets. I like a puppets. I don't like these puppets. <clears throat> this masterpiece now needs to make ten thousand Pinocchio dollars at the box office. Nope, because it's on a Netflix. Uh, yep, it did have a short um, uh, theatrical run. Yeah, because they want to make an Oscar. Well, yeah, you have to. You got if you want any awards, uh, you got to put it in the theaters. So they do that. Um, it's really bad. Um, I don't know what Netflix. I I guess they purposely do not want to make money because uh, Pinocchio was doing really well in theaters, but oh, that's done. It's on Netflix now. And uh, that fucking week or weekend that the new Knives Out movie was in like 600 theaters made a fucking tons of money. And Netflix is like, well, maybe we'll put it back in theaters after it's on Netflix. No one's going to go see it then, you fucking idiots. I straight up, I think Netflix, like their goal was to like put Blockbuster out of business or some, sh- or some shit and then as soon and they as just they- don't know what to do after that yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just running around trying shit yeah as soon as they were done with that they're like alright well what's next and f- fuck man I don't know let's just not make money we're gonna, let's pay like millions of dollars to get Knives Out put it in theaters for a couple days and then put that shit on Netflix bam well, cause, I mean, their, their goal is to sell subscriptions I assume still right and so hopefully Knives Out brings in a lot of subscriptions, but if yeah. it doesn't materialize, then they left a lot of money on the table in the theaters. I'm going to be honest. I actually think that um, they are trying to manipulate the theater market to make it seem like it's no longer viable because so they, they want get, uh, releases themselves. Uh-huh, so that they're basically one of the only games in town. Yeah, I think they are trying to destroy the theater market now. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. The theater yeah. market's already halfway dead anyway, so it wouldn't mm-hmm. be that hard. Yeah, I think they are They are hoping for the demise of the theaters. Which, that's why there needs to be important podca- podcasts like ours. Well, we, we hold the we hold their, fire to, their feet to the fire. That's right, Netflix, I'm on to your game. Your stupid bullshit-ass movies. I'm, well, I won't pay for Netflix if this is all you have to offer. You ain't got shit on here, man. I'll, just, I, I'll pirate Pinocchio. I don't give a fuck about you, Netflix. Because <laughs> all the original shit's stupid as hell. What are you talking about? Stranger Things season six? It's coming. Yeah. The it, end. It, that shit, that, it should have been one season. <laughs> <laughs> it's like prison break. You broke out of the prison <laughs> when we're still going? Del Toro's demonic revisions, revolting visions, and McGregor's grating vo- vocal work sink. Holy, I'll kill this man. How aspect. dare they speak about the velvety voice of Ewan McGregor that way? I didn't even look up reviews for this one because I just assumed it was going, ah, we like it. Who's going to, yeah. if it's a bad review, it's just going to say some stupid shit. Like, ah, um, I like um, I want to find a review that's like, oh, Pinocchio's gone. Whoa. <laughs> oh, here's the half style one that says, uh, uh, propaganda Christiana e Nazi saying that the movie is Christian and Nazi propaganda. <laughs> I don't understand movies. Yeah, this person uh, thinks that the movie is promoting Christianity and Nazism, I guess. Which is I weird. thought it was. No, that can't be what he actually meant. <laughs> propaganda Christiana e Nazi. That's all it says. What does that mean? It means Christian and Nazi propaganda. Yeah, but it's gotta, they gotta mean like, I don't know what they, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, hmm. This I don't see that movie, I'm like, you know, he's encouraging Nazis. Half star, I did not like this movie. 
I loved it. <laughs> you gotta fix your stars, my guy. Yeah, but he's like, ah, oh, my star doesn't matter. I just want to. I just want to get him in the first half. <laughs> Whoops! Look like the copyright or the copycat Pinocchio film is here. Polly Shore beat you to making Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's a shameless ripoff. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> I forgot that Polly Shore is the voice of one of the Pinocchio movies that came out recently, right? Oh. I'm glad he gets work still. You know, <laughs> unfortunately, we never got around to our Polly Shore retrospective, but maybe someday. I mean, I watched uh, Biodome, and that was basically enough for me. Fascism is bad. This was a very bad movie, and what's with all the war and Mussolini? Awesome. What? (laughs) One star. I wish they treated Mussolini fair. Is that? I I mean, I don't think that's what they're trying to say, but it certainly sounds like it, doesn't it? I think they're just like, why is there anything? Why are any of these this this political issues in this movie at all? Why isn't it just Disney punk? Yeah. I mean, I guess. I'm not going to lie, it's particularly painful to watch, but less so than the Zemeckis version. Uh, the character design is not very, really pleasant slash beautiful. The story is not frankly exciting, and God, why almost two hours? The story is not well written for that length, and the musical pieces are totally useless and irrelevant. And special mention of the character Pinocchio, who happens to be one of the most unsympathetic and irritating movie heroes ever. Well done, Del Toro. Even the That's part where he sang about poop? Also, it generally, um, the protagonist of your story needs to grow throughout the story, right? Yeah, I like when they start the same and they end the same. I like when they start good and they stay good and there's no change and no development for the character. Yep. And the story is not exciting. It's Guillermo del Toro's fault that Pinocchio is not exciting. Musical aspect made me cringe. Oh, made me cringe. Oh. Not people singing. Oh, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a fan of singing. <laughs> fuck this. Fuck all your singing. I don't like when Italians sing. Stop motion, more like slow motion. Am I right, fellas? Oh, got him. Hell yeah, one star. Letterbox. You're gonna be getting some ass tonight, buddy. With a letterbox review like that, push that, post that shit on Twitter, man. You get all the bitches. That's where all the bitches are on Twitter. They're not real, but they're there. <laughs> The only Pinocchio thing about this movie is the name, except for it very closely seems to follow other Pinocchio stories, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not like he stars a a 40-year-old man trying to find his family again. It's, it's, it's about a little wooden boy. What do you expect? Yeah. It's Pinocchio. Always a bummer when great directors cash in and make a kid's movie. Oh, that's Ooh. not what's happening. Also, what happened? What, Pan's Labyrinth is a kid's movie, right? I kind of, I guess, in the same way this Pinocchio is kind of a kid's movie. Because, I mean, this movie's his most... It's a uh, family movie, not a kid's movie, huh? That's for for the whole family. Yeah, this is his most, like, accessible to kids movie, I think. Um, But it's not... My kids watched it, but they also like uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox and the Isle of Dogs, so they really like stop motion these days. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, all the same the thing the same thing with the Wes Anderson stop motion movies is yeah they're kids can enjoy them but there's a lot more going on than just like a regular kids movie right I I don't know this I don't watch those movies Wes Anderson <laughs> what a fool huh? what a <laughs> yeah he, his movies are completely soulless like Christopher Nolan one time someone said that they said oh there's no heart in Wes Anderson movies oh that's disgusting I know you you told me that quote before every uh, time I it's my, my my heart drops into my stomach and I want to poop. Damn, people just fucking suck at watching movies. Guess it doesn't matter though. Movies aren't that important, right? Or are they the most important thing? Steven Spielberg's The Fableman. The Fableman's life. What would life be like without movies? Pretty be boring. Pretty... We'd have to go watch plays again. Ugh. It honestly would be pretty shitty for me. Yeah, because uh, we'd have to go watch plays again. Who wants to get hmm. all dressed up and put on gloves? I don't want to wear clothes at all. Yeah, that's, a nice thing. that's why Netflix is great and theaters suck because then I can just sit around in the nude uh, watching Pinocchio as Guillermo del Toro intended. Oh, yeah. Well, what do you think, Pinocchio? I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. I like this little Pinocchio movie. I give it an 8 out of a 10, or I actually think eight and a half. Yes, yeah, this is a fun little Pinocchio movie. It's got an important message that always resonates with me. I know it's like simple, but. It is just kind of how I view life, so that's good. Got um, standard Guillermo del Toro stuff in it, nice visuals, some spooky shit, horror elements. 
Frankenstein references. Um, Christoph Waltz is in it, so that's cool. Uh, Hugh McGregor's voice is really nice to listen to. That one person on Letterboxd didn't like it for some reason. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, 8 out of 10, Pinocchio. That's it. Content sewer fucking rules. Um, War on Christmas. Uh, it was actually the, it was a scam the entire time. I haven't been going to War on Christmas at all. I fucking love Christmas. Next week, we're going to watch the Bill Murray Christmas movie. The, um, Murray Murray Christmas? Yep, we're watching that. The first Netflix original Christmas thing they did. Hooray! I actually haven't seen it, so it'll be a first for me. I haven't watched it before either, so it should be pretty cool. I know it's got Miley Cyrus in it. This is a pro Miley podcast. Tell everyone. Don't you can't talk shit about Miley Cyrus. I don't really like Miley Cyrus, but I'm a big fan of Hannah Montana. Oh, that's strange. I don't also give a Billy Ray Cyrus. I don't give a fuck about Hannah Montana, but I think Miley Cyrus is cool. <laughs> I like her big teeth. Yeah. Um I like her voice and that one time she clowned on Joe Rogan. <laughs> Yeah, who on doesn't sound on Joan Rogan these days, you know? I mean, on his show, to his face. I'll do it to his face, too. He, <laughs> if he, he gets on a step stool. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching UFC last night. It's always funny to see Joe Rogan come in and do the um, in-ring interviews after the fights. He's shorter than, like, every fighter. <laughs> the last Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, get into it. VHSKVLT.com. Go there. Check out the other podcasts. Uh, send the link to everyone you know. Post that shit in Discord, on Reddit, on Twitter. Tell your friends and family. Tell your lovers. Tell your haters. Tell the ops. Kill the cops. Um, You know what it is. You know what to do. Get us trending on TikTok. I don't know. Mickey Gooch. Love you forever. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas next week. This is Christmas Spectacular, Christmas Bonanza. Christmas um, Bananas? I, I would like a nice Christmas banana. I think that, like, chocolate chips, marshmallows, maybe, like, peppermints, I think, <laughs> and you put it in the oven for a little bit. That's a Christmas banana. I guess. I don't know. That sounds all right. It's just I a campfire could. banana, but with, with, with peppermints. Yeah, I can't. I can get into it. It seems fine. I'm fine. Mickey Gooch could enjoy. <laughs> Mickey Gooch would just kill Gooch. a Christmas banana. <laughs> Mickey Gooch eat that Christmas banana like Scissor's booty. Mickey Gooch eat that Christmas banana out of Scissor's booty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>